Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear. I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend some time with me today, and uh, I am hoping that you will find it beneficial. Today, I want to talk to you about some hair color behaviors that we sometimes subconsciously get locked into without even realizing that it's happening. There are many times as colorists in our industry that we get so used to following a habit or a behavior that we don't even notice that sometimes can be causing us some challenges. So today, I want to talk about those subconscious behaviors uh, that you probably wouldn't see, but that's the purpose of a coach is that if I could watch you, uh, I could probably help you identify what those are. So let's start off by talking about the main subject today, which is the retouch, shall we? I know. You're probably thinking, I know how to do a retouch. Why do I have to listen to this audio? So let me ask you, have you ever performed a retouch on your guest and the results were not what you expected? I want you to just think about that. Have you ever performed a, a color service and it didn't come out the way you expected? Were you possibly surprised that the scalp was hot or too bright? Were you surprised with having a scalp area that was lighter than the mid-links and the ends of your hair? Were you surprised with some bands or some shadows along the hair strand? What if I told you that this happens in salons not only in America, but throughout the world on a daily basis. And sadly, my many times, it is simply ignored. So today, I hope you'll allow me to share some information with you that may help prevent these types of results in the future. So first, let's set down some ground rules because this is audio. I want to set up some of those rules before we begin. So let me give you a visual that you can embed in your mind so you know exactly what area of the hair I am referring to. When I say zone one, that is the first half inch of hair as it grows out of the scalp. When I say zone two, that is the part of the hair that begins at the end of zone one and extends approximately two to four inches, depending on the integrity of the hair. So sometimes healthy hair could have six to eight inches of zone two that would qualify as that. <clears throat> when I say zone three, that is the part of the hair that begins at the end of zone two and extends throughout the remaining lengths of the hair. Now, zone three, this is usually the oldest, the weakest, and the most abused with chemicals over a long period of time. So now that you have that visual in your mind, let's do a couple of scenarios. Oh, wait, one more idea that I need to share with you before we begin. When we use the word retouch in our language to explain a guest's return visit to the salon, you know, that's not really what we're doing. From that simple definition, one would assume that we are simply duplicating the previous formula. However, I don't know about you, but I found more often than not, I'm performing a form of color correction. 
I think a better descriptor probably would be performing an adjustment. <laughs> oh, there I go. Let's create another word to add to the word salad language that we use already. Okay, so back to our retouch. When we color our guest hair the first time, it seems pretty simple. And let's say the first color is very successful. You did a great job. And as she leaves the salon, she is happy. You are happy. Life is good. Now she's in possession of your hair color service. She's in charge. She is responsible for what that color looks like when she returns for her retouch. Okay, fast forward. Now she's back in your chair for her retouch. Would you agree with me that her hair has been subjected to several shampoos, maybe daily shampooing since she's been away? Would you agree that it's possible she may have exposed that beautiful hair color to hot tools like blow dryers, curling irons, or maybe even flat irons? Now, science tells us when we color someone's hair, we are changing it structurally, chemically, and visually. We are actually building a structure, that's the color molecule, inside of another structure, the hair. Every time the hair is exposed to a pH higher than its optimum pH, which is 4.5 to 5.5, the hair strands expand or swell. Every time the hair is exposed to a pH lower than its optimum pH, which is 4.5 to 5.5, the strands will constrict or shrink. As each change happens, the structure of the color molecules are subjected to stress. That can weaken the color and threaten its ability to hold together. You swell it, kind of like a small earthquake, you shrink it, kind of like a small earthquake, that, that stress keeps taking its toll on that hair color molecule. Because remember, it's not a molecule, it's not a one, one solid thing. It's a structure made of what we call precursors, couplers, and modifiers. Now, over a period of a month, the normal life of tonally confident hair color how many times do you think that hair would be exposed to these drastic changes? Let's say normal exposure. So as the structure weakens, some of those connections that created that color molecule, they begin to break down, disconnect, if you will. In our language, we refer to that process as fading. That's the word we use. This means that the retouch service is not always a duplication of what we did because part of the structure we built the first time is still there, expressly on zones two and possibly on zone three. The only duplication of the formula that would be relatively safe would be what we do in zone one. This is why a normal retouch and refresh may need a different approach. Applying the original formula to zone one is pretty simple. However, the application on zone two to three may need to be adjusted. We can't always do a match the scalp with 
the mid-links and the ends. We can't do match and match. Here's what I want you to keep in mind. <clears throat> if zone two and three have not faded more than one half level, it is really unnecessary to match the formula in zone one. If we continue to match zone two and three, they will eventually become darker, or we call brownout, than zone one. All we have to do in zone two and three is simply add what the previous color lost, which most often is the tone and not the background. Now, if you don't understand what background, tone, and reflect are, you need to come to a class. And that will help you really understand what I'm talking about. So our retouch and our refresh formulas are most effective when we approach it this way. But what about zone three? Less complicated. What if on her return visit, because zone three is usually the weakest zone, the color has lightened two levels or more. Now it's two levels lighter. Now we have a situation where we may need to perform our service in two steps with three formulas. Let me repeat that. Two steps with three formulas. Step one, it is a correction behavior we call pre-pigmentizing pre-pigmentizing. This means we must add color to zone three to bring it closer to the shade we will be refreshing with in zone two. This will provide a more balanced color result and ensure better longevity. Step two is to apply the original formula to zone one. And then step three, or step two of that, apply to zone one, and then apply the supporting refreshing formula to zones two and three. Voila, we will have a successful color result. Now, let's look at another issue. Let's say I've been coloring my guest's hair for a long time, using the same formula, and suddenly, at this appointment, after the color has processed, zone one is brighter than zones two and three. What the heck happened? So let me ask you, what do you think could have gone wrong? What could have changed? Do you think the same formula on a guest every time over and over for a prolonged period of time will always render the same results? I don't think so. That's right. Seems pretty simple when we stop and we think about it. You can probably bet money on the fact that hair our canvas may change in texture, color, and of course the arrival of premature non-pigmented fiber, another word for gray hair, that is premature non-pigmented fiber, another word for gray hair. Can we agree that the first step in any hair color service should be an assessment first? Understand what we're working with. Make a plan before we start. You know, psychologists say, or they have discovered, that human beings have two major levels of functions in their brain. They are called alpha and beta. Beta is the most commonly used level of function because it is doing part of our, it is the doing part of our behaviors. And they have found that the major portion of the human population uses primarily beta. Just let me do it. Just let me do it. I don't want to know anything else. 
I'm a do person. Do it. <clears throat> the alpha person on uh, the alpha portion, on the other hand, is the thinking function of the brain. This is where we think before doing. We set strategies. We evaluate all of the variables that are present. Fewer human beings use the alpha function in their brain because it requires contemplation and a pause before action. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, what does this have to do with me? Simple. One of the major reasons that hair color services sometimes go off course is because we do not pause, think, plan, and then act. Without assessment, we cannot identify our starting and ending points. Texture, integrity of fiber, and we therefore have no metric to measure our success. That is why, my friend, a retouch is not just a retouch. It can be much more intricate than we realized. Okay, I hope you have gained some nuggets from this session. I hope you've enjoyed our time together today and uh, you've gained some insight that will help you formulate with more confidence. If you would like to learn more, you can begin by, first of all, buying my new book, Captain Color vs. the Pigment Pirates. You can find that on www.dorancebookstore.com. And um, the book is just launched, and that will give you some insight it really is a resource for what we teach at Guru Nation. I also invite you to watch our channel on YouTube under Guru Nation. And finally, um, I would love to have you follow me uh, on Instagram and my teaching partner, Max Masiano. You can find me at Real Captain Color, all one word, and Max at Max M Hair. If you found this podcast beneficial, please share it with your friends. We would truly, truly appreciate it. And so, my friend, until we are together again, from my heart to yours, this is Captain Color signing off and wishing you amazing hair color results. Captain Color, out. The preceding broadcast has been a production of Guru Nation and a brand neutral educational company for salon professionals.